and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show with me, your host, Ben Martin. This is episode nine, uh, no longer season one and two, just episodes one through to who knows how many. Uh, a little bit of a different episode for you guys today as I'm currently away. My music teaching work stuff has pretty much stopped for the summer, which is cool. So we've been uh, traveling through southwest China, so a province called Yunnan province, uh, for around about two weeks already now. Going to stay here for another week or so before heading back to the city. Uh, right now I'm sitting and talking to you from a sunny but cold room in Shangri-La, uh, right on the border of Tibet, which is stunning, really amazing place. One of the most guitar-heavy places, unexpectedly, that I've ever been to. Um, every single bar that you look in, every shop window you look in, um, you can hear people and see people playing acoustic guitar. It's it's crazy, honestly. Um I've been out, we've been out pretty much every night since we got here, and we've seen at least one person playing live music. I even got the chance to play with a couple of people, which is never easy for me because I'm left-handed, so playing right-handed guitars uh, upside down, strung the other way, is a nightmare to navigate, but it's always really good fun, and to meet people from somewhere so different to where I'm from, and we can connect, and playing Eric Clapton songs together, which to me is the strangest thing that I walk into a bar and they say, hey, do you know Wonderful Tonight? I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised you know it. Um, <clears throat> but it's always really good fun and uh, it's really, really cool. But because of that, I don't have a guitar with me. I usually bring a guitar lele on holiday with me, which is like one of those ukulele-sized six strings, um, which is strung the same way as a guitar in that it's tuned in fourths, but it's uh, slightly, slightly different tuning. But usually I bring that with me when we travel. Uh, so I can just keep up some of the some of the chops, especially the finger picking stuff. But actually, with me at the moment, I have a Carla uh, ukulele. This is a resonator ukulele, which is really really cool. So at some point later, I'll play a bit of that for you, just so you can hear what that sounds like. I think it sounds really cool. Um, I spoke to my dad about it, and he said he hates the sound of resonators. Um, I don't really get why, but I think it sounds cool. It's kind of weird to have a resonator that's got nylon strings instead of steel string, but yeah. I'll play you guys some of that later. I think it sounds cool. So this episode is going to be more of a review episode, more of a gear review episode. Uh, I planned this actually before I left. Before I left Shanghai, I went to the Dodario's Restring guitar event at the Hippie Music Shop in Shanghai. If you don't know about Hippie Music, it's like the hub of the Shanghai guitar community. Uh, so if you live um, in Shanghai or if you ever get a chance to visit and you're big into guitars and music and stuff, that's somewhere really worth going. It's right downtown, close to the uh, Jing'an Temple. It's one of the famous famous landmarks of Shanghai. And it's a really cool shop. Every week they do like a live jam there on a Sunday and a Monday, and they do these cool events. In fact, they've just missed one. They've just done another uh, flea market raffle event where people raffle off and sell off old gear, uh, kind of gear exchange thing, which is really cool. I'm also going to be talking to you about something I learned about restringing guitars that I didn't already know, which I thought was super useful. So I'll share that with you guys. And I will also be giving you guys a review of my new Mua Audio Green Mile Overdrive pedal. So, Hippie Music Shanghai's Dario Restring event. That was such a fun day. It was really, really cool. So it was set up by Dario and the shop together, and the idea being that everybody that attended, all the musicians, uh, got a free set of Dario strings to try. 
And they even had, they have a luthier that works from the shop that could restring your guitars for you, or you could just restring them yourselves. Uh, I went for the XDA PB acoustic guitar strings. Uh, I play 12, so 12 to 53 was the, was the string gauge that I went for. So you turn up and you get given your free strings, and then there's, they have a jam session at that, um, that shop all the time. So they've got a whole nice setup a drum kit and a bunch of guitar amps and stuff and everyone just hangs out and chats and jams and the lady who runs the shop also makes coffee and has beer so it's generally just a really really cool place to hang out so we were hanging out there uh, i picked up my strings and alex is the name of the luthier that works from that shop uh, alex restrung them for me and he showed me a cool thing that i'd never really used when i restrung my guitars in the past so where before I started playing guitar, I was primarily a bass player, and anyone that plays bass knows that when you restring basses, it's kind of simple because the bridge is almost always on the front. If you're playing a normal kind of precision or jazz bass type thing, the bridge is on the front. You just string the string, put the string through um, over the bridge, and then there's quite often a hole inside the tuning head pin so you can put your string inside that hole bend it slightly and then start winding and that's kind of a simple approach and that's something that I've kind of I guess taken over to guitar without really even thinking about it so when I restring my guitars there's two ways that I do it depending on how quickly I have to do it uh, I usually string through the well my, my acoustics all string through the bridge so I string through the bridge and then I either put it through the hole straight away uh, bend and twist or I wrap it around a couple of times, then stick it through the hole to kind of lock it in and twist it like that. And there's a lot of kind of agreements and disagreements about the correct way to do it. But the way that this guy Alex showed me, I think might be the best way to do it. I think it was really, really good. So I'll just talk you through it. So picture picture my guitar with no strings on it. So take the string, put it through the back of the bridge, pull it all the way through. So it's uh, put it all the way through so it's tight to so the bridge pin isn't there's no movement in the bridge pin uh when you get to the headstock he strung it through the the uh what do you call those things the tuning head pins he strung it through the tuning head pin and then he pulled it back a little bit and then he bent the excess vertical so you put it through the tuning head pin pull it back a little bit he said about one fret length pull it back and then bend the string vertically and he said, that's just because that gives you enough give for when you're winding. Because the problem is sometimes you pull it through completely, hold it tight and then wind, 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 wind. Your string's likely to snap or you're going to pull out the bridge pin because the tension becomes too much. So put it through, pull it back, one fret, bend the string vertically, hold onto the vertical bit of the string and then wind it. And they actually had a Daddario string winder there, which was pretty cool. It was one of those electronic ones. I never really used them before, but... This one glow, glow, glowed in the dark and all sorts of cool, cool rubbish. But that was good fun. And I thought that was just a really useful tip about restringing that I never really thought of using. Um, I kind of just restring the quickest way possible because I'm a bit lazy when it comes to restringing my guitars. I tend to only restring them if I break a string or if I have a gig, you know, coming up that's, you know, a long. I do a lot of these like two hour long gigs. If I have a two hour long gig coming up or something. I'll restring for it or if I break a string. But other than that, I'm a little bit lazy, especially with the guitars that I don't gig with. I don't change the strings very often at all. So I just thought that was a really cool kind of tip um, of a potentially better way to change strings. 
So then after we'd done the string change and stuff, uh, I was jamming and I realised that the worst thing you could possibly do really is change strings and then immediately start playing with other people because... I mean, my acoustic has a tuner on the top of it, which is really useful, but you're going to be tuning like every every two or three minutes. And especially as a lot of the jamming stuff we do tends to go around the kind of blues format, there's all sorts of bending, and that's really, really going to put your strings out of whack. So that was, <laughs> that was kind of funny, constantly having to just check my tuning and make sure that um, one of us wasn't out of tune. But everyone's got brand new strings, and then everyone's playing together. It was, But it was a really, really fun time. So let's have a look at what Dario have to say about the XTAPB guitar strings. So this is the XTAPB XT Phosphor Bronze. XT acoustic phosphor bronze strings combine Dario's most popular acoustic alloy with an extended lifespan treatment on every string in the set, preserving the natural tone and feel of uncoated strings. Dario XT strings feature high uh, carbon steel cores and with an extended lifespan treatment on every string in the set, giving you an enhanced break resistance, pitch stability, long-lasting performance, all while preserving the tone and feel of your favourite uncoated strings. These strings are made to stay, but for performance that never fades away. Oh, that's a nice little strap line there. Okay, features, what does it say? They feature an extended lifespan treatment on every string. I said that. Supposed to preserve the natural tone and feel of uncoated strings. I haven't had them on there for that long, so I couldn't really speak to how long they last. The high carbon steel wire and fusion twist technologies deliver unrivaled tuning stability and brake resistance. I had to tune a lot when I first put them on, um, but like I said, I played almost immediately afterwards. Um, but I haven't had to tune them as much since. They have definitely kept tuned quite well. It says strings stay in tune 131% better than traditional strings. So that is pretty cool. Strings last at least four times longer than traditional uncoated strings. Yep, I mean, remains to be seen. I will update you, but they seem to be coping well. The inner packaging features resealable zip closure for ease for opening as well as storage of unused strings. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. So that's what they say about the strings. Um, I'll just talk you through my thoughts and feelings. So as you may have heard previously, I got sent a bunch of strings from a company called Orphy, who are a company that operate out of China. And I've been playing with those for a, a little while. They've got something called the Firelock Acoustic Series, which if you listen to previous podcasts, you probably heard me mention and talk about. And they're actually the ones that I'm playing in the podcast intro and outro. And they're NanoWeb strings. And those strings, it's really interesting now that I've got one guitar strung with Dario strings and one guitar strung with Orphy strings. Um, because I've been using Orphy strings for probably, I don't know, six to eight months now. And it's been super interesting to just kind of hear and feel the differences between strings again. I've kind of forgotten that I used to experiment with a lot of different types of strings and stuff. The Orphy guitar strings um, have a really cool sound. A sound that I really I really like, actually. One that I like to record with. They have They don't sound that bright. So straight out of the packet, they sound like they've been played for a few months already. But if you like that kind of bluegrass country kind of sound, um, they're really, really good strings for that. And they really do last forever. I mean, I can't fault them on that. They have lasted me ages. And I'm somebody who breaks a lot of strings. Um, I go through strings a lot. There's possibly something to do with how badly I was restringing them previously. But they do last a really, really long time. And I think that's great. But the Daddario strings I now have on my, my gypsy guitar, the one that I use for jazz stuff mostly, um, they are fantastic. 
I really wasn't expecting to notice as much of a difference as I did. And I've used the Dario strings before um, on electrics, and I've used the Dario bass strings and stuff. Um, but these are really, really, really fantastic. They just feel great. And if you want that real bright sound, they sound so much brighter. I mean, my guitar suddenly sounded like almost like a different guitar. You know when you see those comparison videos on YouTube where they can, you know, they compare the the cheap guitar and the expensive guitar or whatever. It was like it was like night and day. It was like a, I put them on and just went, my God, it sounds so much better. Which, if you're playing gypsy jazz, is awesome because you want that real super bright kind of sound. You know, that real kind of twangy, um, trebly kind of sound in your strings. So I would really, really thoroughly recommend that you you get yourself a set of the uh, XTA PB range. Um, the Dario acoustic strings uh, I would go for 12 to 53 personally um, because I just find that really useful I don't do a lot of bending on the high strings um, or not, I mean not extreme bending certainly on that guitar Gypsy Jazz requires a lot more kind of faster movements so strings that are really smooth and sound really bright um, just play brilliantly they're really 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 cool so very grateful to D Dario for uh, giving me a free set of strings but it's obviously worked because I'm very likely to go back and buy some more. So that was really, really awesome. Then they had the Daddario raffle, which was really, really cool. And uh, I won some... What did I win? I won some fretboard oil, uh, which is which is cool. I'm not sure which guitar I'm going to use it on because I think the lemon oil fretboards... Uh, the fretboard lemon oil is good for rosewood necks. And at the moment, I don't know if I have any guitars with a rosewood neck. I think maybe my, uh, my pre-war style guitar has has a rosewood neck, so... I've been using that one for Open D recently, so maybe I'll maybe I'll use it for that. But yeah, really cool event, really cool people. And uh, when I was there, I picked up a new overdrive pedal. So if you've been listening to this before, you know that I've been doing a lot of shows recently where I use a loop pedal. And one of the things I wanted to add into that was some overdrive. I wanted to be able to have a more kind of crunchy sound, maybe do some slide stuff with a bit of an overdrive to give us that kind of... Um, to give us that kind of resonator sound uh, from from playing slide. So I wanted to find a real kind of old school sounding overdrive pedal. So I tried a few when I was at the shop and I ended up going with this Moore Audio Green Mile overdrive pedal, which is one of the slim pedals. So it fits into the, your pedal board really slim. Although I don't actually play with the pedal board. I have my pedal board. Um, my pedal board is on top of my amp. I have one of those old kind of box amps like an old box kind of transistor amp. And on top of my amp, I have my pedal boards because I'm usually playing a gig on a high stool with my foot sort of resting on my amp. So I use my amp as a bit of a stump box at times because I'm usually playing gigs on my own. Um, so I have my pedal board on top of that. So it fits really well on top of that too. It's one of the slimline kind of... So pedal. let's have a look at the specs of this pedal. So if you go on the website, the Green Mile Overdrive pedal from Mua, uh, I think they're a Shenzhen-based company, it says it's a legendary tube screamer sound. Has two working modes, warm and hot. Warm is supposed to recreate the sound of tube drive with the dynamic response of a classic tube amplifier, producing a natural and smooth overdrive sound. Hot keeps the tube warmth but takes the drive th further, producing more gain for a crunchier tone. Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm just interrupting this episode to let you know about the Blues Guitar Show Plus membership. Plus members get access to weekly lessons each Friday complete with tabs and downloads. For just $5 a month, you'll get instant access to nearly a year's worth of guitar lessons covering finger picking, fretboard theory, soloing, improvising slide and much, much more. If you're tired of bouncing around on YouTube trying to pick up bits of information from here and from there and you find it hard to commit to regular lessons, this is for you. Details of how to join are in the description below. Now back to the episode. Okay, now let's just look at how the pedal looks. So uh, I mentioned it's a slimline pedal. On the top you have one uh, switch, which is the warm and hot switch. Either side of that warm and hot switch you have, uh, on the left you have level, on the right you have tone. Then you have the big switch in the middle, which is the overdrive pedal, uh, the overdrive knob. And then you have the on-off switch, as you'd expect. Now I hadn't actually looked at this previous to uh, to recording, but it's it's interesting that they were going for that um, tube drive sound because you re- that really comes through I think uh, it does have a very classic kind of sound that's one of the reasons that I chose it because I wanted that kind of classic overdriven sound uh, almost kind of 60s uh, Vox overdrive kind of sound rather than something with a bit more high gain um, so yeah interesting that that's definitely what they were going for and I think that's definitely does what it says in the tin in, in respects with that and it's interesting, it's interesting to see how it differs. When I was in the shop, I tried it with an electric guitar. I tried it with um, the Squire Telecaster, the, the new one, uh, the classic vibe, which is very similar to the um, Telecaster that I have at home. But I was really hoping the shop might have a left-handed acoustic to, to try it out with, but they didn't. I mean, you can't blame them for that. <laughs> I'm probably the only left-handed acoustic player in the area. Um but it was really cool. It sounds it sounds great with my acoustic. It is it's a difficult pedal to use a lot because it's one of those pedals where it sounds great, but it has one very specific sound, and it's kind of very on and off. The uh, the big overdrive um, knob on the front of the pedal uh, gives you much more of an on off switch effect rather than a kind of gradual addition of gain. Uh, it has it has a it has a warm and a boost switch at the top, which is quite nice. So I put it on the warm setting, you get a nice kind of bluesy vibe, and it really really sounds great for playing slide. I mean, that's what I'm probably just going to use it for that. When I'm playing slide stuff, it sounds fantastic. So my pre-war style open D guitar, I'll uh, I'll play slide on that, and I'll use the overdrive pedal for that. Certainly when I'm gigging, but I like pedals that have a bit. You know, you can kind of have a little bit of an effect. It's one of those pedals where it's like the effect is on or it's off. Uh, I found that also with a lot of the TC Electronic pedals. One of the overdrives I used a lot um, previously was the TC Electronic Rottweiler, which is quite an extreme distortion, given. But I was playing in a kind of industrial rock band at the time. Um, and I was using this this pedal. But it's the same kind of thing. It's got a, it's got an overdrive knob on the front of the pedal. and But, but you know, if you put it on 5% or you put it on 95%, it's a relatively similar sound. It's... Uh, Difficult to find a pedal that has that kind of nice blend. In fact, the only one I think that I've found that really has that is the Marshall Bluesbreaker pedal. I think the Bluesbreaker pedal is great. Um, and I had one for ages. I, I I don't believe I actually had one. I think my brother had one. And uh, I, I ended up with it for a long time. But uh, I think he's probably got it back now. I hope he has. Um, but that Blues Driver pedal has a really nice kind of blend. But the... So this, this green mile pedal... Moor Audio, 
Those Mura audio pedals are amazing value, by the way. That was like, it was like, in dollars, uh, I think it was probably about $30. I mean, it was really quite good value for a pedal. Uh, maybe, more, maybe more. No less, no more than $50, though, I don't think. And sounds amazing, like I said. Just difficult to blend. So I'm probably going to try and get my hands on a, a Marshall Blues Breaker because I think... I'm kind of looking for alternatives to a pedal that I already know exists. So I think at some point I'm going to get onto that Marshall Blues Breaker. But great pedal, great sound, especially for slide. It sounds it sounds great with an electric. It gives you a really nice electric crunch. With my Telecaster, it sounds really really cool. But uh, acoustically, it gives you a really cool slide, very like C6 Steve sound. And I'm kind of looking to do a few more of those kind of tunes in the set for the next show. So be really cool to add that in. Now let me talk to you about my Carla Resonator ukulele. I am absolutely loving playing this thing. I think it sounds awesome. Um, I initially bought it just because I saw somebody selling it and thought it would be a cool thing just because I knew I was coming on this trip. I knew I was coming away and bringing a guitar is always hard because there's a lot of long bus journeys and train journeys and overpacked flights and all sorts of stuff. But uh, I always like to bring an instrument with me just uh, so I can at least do some finger picking exercises because uh, we're away for quite a long time but this thing I really really like playing um, it looks amazing if you head over to my Instagram uh, just at Ben Martin Guitar um, you can see some pictures of it it looks really cool it's a wooden resonator two F holes on the top two shoulders and one big resonator cone in the middle and you can see into the resonator cone which is really cool but it's this gorgeous kind of um, mirrored silver so I was using it to play some blues and uh, it sounds pretty good but I think it but I think for playing jazz is where it's really really sort of comes into its own let me just give you some examples I'm just going to play some a little 12 bar kind of finger picking thing on it for you So it's got some nice kind of twangy vibes there with the blues stuff. Um, and if you play some more kind of old school blues, it sounds pretty cool. If you do something like uh, St. Louis blues, like the... Um stuff it sounds quite cool for uh, lower down on the neck and yeah got some nice twangy vibes to it. it has a little bit of every now and again you hit it a, kind of a little bit too hard with your fingers and you get a kind of pitches out a little bit there but it plays fantastically and it's really quite heavy which is surprising for a ukulele I mean I'm not a massive ukulele player I do have to teach ukulele quite a lot at my job but um, this thing is just so cool but if you play jazz on it is where I think it really comes into its own because it gives you that kind of Dixieland, uh, Dixieland sound, the kind of trad jazz sound. Because to me, it sounds a little bit like a banjo. But I used to have a banjo lately, uh, and I think this sounds considerably better. But let me just play you some of the trad jazz stuff. 
So you can hear, I think it sounds perfect for that. It gives you that really old school kind of um, 1920s sound. And it's just a really, really fun thing to play on. Uh, I'm definitely missing playing my guitars. I'm missing playing full six string. But whilst I'm away and whilst I haven't got access to a left-handed guitar, this thing has uh, been really, really good fun. For more, head over to www.benmartin-music.com. Uh, you can pick up the two free ebooks if you haven't already. They are completely free, no email address required, no nothing. That is the Progressive Travis Picking Workbook and the Finger Picking Workbook. Those are completely free and I highly recommend checking them out. I'm going to be working on a new book series pretty soon all about playing solo acoustic blues guitar. So that will be mostly self-accompaniment blues, blues stuff. So anything that you think should be included, it would be really useful if you guys could send me some emails. So my email is benmartinmusic at live.co.uk. Just send me an email, um, put in the subject uh, blues guitar book, and then just anything that you think should be included or that you want to know or that you think, you know, if you want to learn more about different types of chords or whether you want to learn more finger picking technique. It'd just be really useful to help me shape that. Um, head over to udemy.com and check out my acoustic blues guitar fundamentals course and of course my books are still available on the amazon and kindle stores so i will check in with you guys another time next week uh, i'm going to aim to try and bring you more of a theory based lesson next week uh, with some more fretboard visualization tips and some more scale theory tips so until then i will see you next time Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.